Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating. Gregor First Mate, Captain Patrick, Barry's and Boater rounding out the crew today as we navigate the latest boating news and information. A lot of stuff going on uh, this week. And uh, first of all, we got to thank all our uh, Facebook Live viewers or apologize in advance the fact that you get to see uh, myself and Captain Patrick. Uh, we're supposed to apologize right up front. It's more of a, a disclaimer. Like yeah, you can't I- be responsible for the fact that you can't unsee this. Yeah. Yeah. But well, welcome regardless. Yeah. If they pay extra, do they get to see Barry? No. No. That they're for legal reasons we're not allowed to show Barry, period. I mean look at him. We have a closed captioned video. You can see clearly why that is the case. Well let me ask you this. You've got like four cameras on you. Barry's got one camera on him. How come mm-hmm. I'm held way off with this camera that is about fifteen feet from me? Well, because you don't want a close up. Do you? These are high def cameras, Patrick. They show every flaw. Oh, I'm flawed. Well, I know. So I'm just sparing our passengers <laughs> for the world of boating. I, I have never hidden the fact that I am flawed. The visual pain that they will endure uh, if they if they focus too much on the uh, World of Boating Facebook page video feed today. But we thank you just the same. Rocky, Jimmy, uh, whoever else is in there today uh, chatting away, feel free to chime in with comments. And complaints, as I'm sure they're going to come at some point during the show. Directed at me. Yeah. Yeah, all at Patrick. None of, they never complain about me. Maybe Barry, too. They complain about Barry a little bit. The fact that they can't see him. Because they have this picture in their mind that Barry is like this real hunky, like Aquaman type of uh, figure. (laughs) They're not that far (laughs) off. (laughs) Jason Momoa. I'm hunky in the wrong direction. Okay. Oh, you mean Chunky Bar. (laughs) Chunky, Chunky, Chunky. Tomato, tomato. All right. So anyway, where are we going to go today, Captain? Uh, we're actually going to go to uh, Barry the Boater. Because really? Barry's got some stuff yeah. as we're getting ready to come into the, uh, I guess, is it fall up north already? Of course yeah, it is. I, it's November. Uh, well, I mean, it's no, hard. It's, to, it's, we're down here in Florida. I mean, it's 80 degrees outside. Right. It's fine. We <laughs> no, can no, no. actually go outside Winter. now. Yeah. Winter is rolling down even as we speak. Yeah, I think I saw so, a leaf fall from a tree this morning. <laughs> hey, you, you, you take it where you get it. Actually, boating season in Florida really never ends, not like up north where uh, I believe they are iced over anything north of uh, Tallahassee. Uh, but down here, it is uh, it's beginning to chill out. So It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. For about 36 hours. Yeah. Um, talking about projects to do over the winter. Um, although boating season never really ends down here, mm-hmm. it does get a little bit more time sensitive because every time one of these cold fronts come down, uh, it really churns up the uh, the uh, the Atlantic Ocean. And right. It's a little bit rough for my little boat. So what is your point? What are you doing for uh, Well, the, the, the point is, is that when in those weekends it's rough out and it's windy, and you can't really go out. That's the time you do projects on the boat. And yeah. uh, 
one of them I, I, I noticed in a Boat US magazine that they talked about is rebuilding your trailer. Okay. And I, I, I did done that a few this? years you, ago. Oh, a few years ago you did it. But yeah, I you know, did mine. Yeah. Once you're so done I, putting I, bamboo shoots under your fingernails, go rebuild your trailer because they're right. just as enjoyable. <laughs> well, it is a little labor intensive, but the cost of a new trailer is even worse. Um, most people, when they launch their boat, they uh, look at the top of the trailer and say, hey, everything looks beautiful. Eh, maybe my carpets need a little bit of uh, tacking up with a stapler, but it looks good. But you have to look underneath the trailer to see where the issues are. What? That takes a lot of effort. All right. Hold, hold on just a second here. So, Barry, yes, you have the World of Boating test boat, right? Yep, um, which is a seventeen-foot Triumph. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you bought the boat and trailer at the same time, right? Correct. How long ago? Uh, it's about twelve or thirteen years old. I'd have to go look at the receipts. It's been okay. That long. So, so let's uh, let's say it's twelve years old. And in the time that I've known you, I know that you are very fastidious when it comes to the upkeep and maintenance of your boat. Please and, what? Don't call them names. And your trailer. Uh, how many times has that trailer broken down on you? Zero times. Oh. You're kidding. Nope. Now, well, it sits why, would that, why would that happen? Why would it not break down on you in 12 years? Because I know people that go a year with a brand new trailer, and after one season spindles are are breaking uh you know straps they've got triple knotted at the 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 bow hook um what are you doing and it's not necessarily rebuilding a trailer what is the maintenance that you do that keeps your 12 year old trailer from having these issues that we know are all too common because we pass those on i-95 and i-75 and i-10 and alligator alley and any other road, usually heading to a body of water, you're going to come across a trailer sitting on the side of the road, usually with a, a rim snapped off. Mm. Um, he never takes it out of the garage. <laughs> That's one way, uh, right? Uh, not quite true. But um, what I do is, first of all, uh, every time I come back from boating, no matter what I do, and it's mostly salt water, is I wash that boat down and I wash down the trailer. So uh, I don't just wash the top of the boat. I'm also squirting with a hose underneath, trying to squirt water. You know, there are drain holes in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I will run fresh water in there. So I try my best to try to get all all the salt off of it. Now your trailer, just, your trailer is galvanized or it's an aluminum. It's, it's galvanized. I wish it was aluminum, but that was out of my uh, price range at the time. Okay, but galvanized. I mean, certainly much preferable than a painted trailer in that environment. But you've again oh. managed to keep it in dare I say like new condition. Right. Now, why better than galvanized or I mean painted? What do you mean? Oh, because because painted is not protected and you start dunking painted trailers in salt water. You um, get rust even, under the paint, e- you don't even, know. Even, yeah, even if you flush them and, and that, you're going to wind up with issues. They are not designed for salt water use. Hmm. No, so, you'll find those in freshwater bass boats, you know, beautiful painted trailers, but you won't find them in saltwater boats. So oh, but you, you'll, you'll find people who use them in saltwater. <laughs> well, yeah. Can you paint for, a galvanized a one? Does that do the double no, duty? No. That doesn't work that no. way, huh? No, okay. You're not, you're not doing that. All right, so do you have any rust on your trailer or what? Are you well, rust-free? Yeah, uh, pretty much. What happened was is a, few, uh, a number of years ago, I decided to look underneath the trailer because I noticed some of the carpets were a little loose, and I had to go underneath there with a stapler and staple them back up with stainless steel staples. So I get underneath there, and I notice that they have L brackets that that attach the trailer frame 
to the bunks, and the bunks are these wooden long things that right. uh, tran- transverse the trailer. That the carpet and, is stuck to. Right. Yeah. They were uh, Some of them were gone. Some of them were almost gone, and that's when uh, my mm-hmm. eyes lit up, and I go, uh-oh, what's holding this together? It was nothing more than gravity in the boat. Well, so, that's one way to do it. That's, that's Yeah, but uh, so what I ended up doing is making an inventory of everything that had to be done. Uh, went up to the uh, trailer company, which was actually up in Stewart, Florida, that built the trailer and uh, sat there for a couple hours purchasing a whole bunch of parts to replace on this thing. So those and, L brackets are uh, galvanized steel and they just had rusted off or something or what? They, w- they were galvanized and I was able to get actually stainless steel ones over at the uh, local home place. Mm-hmm. So anything that I could replace with stainless steel, I did um, to add a little bit more life to it, including a lot of the bolts and things like that. Um, anything else I couldn't. And then, you know, the big work comes is wire wheeling the rust off and then getting cans of this cold galvanized paint and repainting it. Hmm. And uh, it's brought the life back to it. So you've done all this. You're already winterized with your uh, with your trailer. Well, yeah. Now, one of the things I do need to do is is remove the wheels. And what you want to do before you remove those, if you haven't taken your lug nuts off in a long time, is uh, soak them with some CRC or, or WD-40 or something. Uh, before you start twisting with a lug nut, because you may end up twisting them right off the hub, mm, which would be bad. Now, what 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 type of lugs lug nuts do you have? These are the ones that are not lug nuts with a a a, um, a a bolt sticking through the hub. These are the ones that it's actually a bolt. Okay, you know what I mean with yeah. with the uh, chamfered end. So yeah, even more you got to be even more careful with those because if you snap them off. Then you got to try to get them off the hub, and if you can't do it, then you're purchasing new hubs. And let's say with with when you're doing saltwater application, and no matter what trailer you have, when you have the similar metals like that, you know that are in contact with one another, and if you're not doing the maintenance that you're doing, you, more propensity for that corrosion to set in, and dare I say, weld <laughs> those yes. dissimilar metals together um, Abs- to where you got yeah. a big problem. Absolutely. Now, one of the things you could do, and I, I think I did it in the past when I took them off, is I put anti-seize on those bolts before I put them back in. Mm-hmm. Whether that anti-seize is still there, I don't know. That's when I'm going to find out uh, this or you know next weekend. Okay. So you're still in the process of winterizing your trailer. So be yeah. like Barry. Uh, take his advice. Take this downtime of the cooler months to get your boat uh, you know, ship shape, so to speak, right? That's the Absolutely. moral of his story. I'm looking to you, Patrick. He's like, no, no, don't be like Barry. Have Is you he seen done? him? He can I see was him on the video. Close caption. More coming up. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK 
resin to their exclusive Power Claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast what is your problem we had something i felt it I felt it on the bow, I felt it on the stern, then a few more times on the bow, and the stern again. Then you flipped me over onto my starboard side. I even tried aft for the first time. I'm on a boat, Lune Boyne and Sabani Badaya. Tava holding things on a wet chance of mugger. I'm on a boat, Lorotin and Dose. We're going on, holding God on Molly Molly. This is the World of Boating, Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick. And also, uh, Barry's a boater running out the crew today as we navigate the latest boating news and information. So, uh, a lot of stuff to navigate through. I think we covered this winterizing of Barry's bow well. And, and basically, the, the point is to take advantage of this uh, downtime of the no. winter months. No, that's to not. To look not, at your, don't forget your trailer. No, that's you completely missed the point. How did I miss the point? The that's point, what Barry said. No, it's not what he said. What did he say? What Barry said is... He's got a 12-year-old trailer that he bought new. Yeah. And by doing preventive maintenance, okay, which a lot of people unfortunately don't do when it comes to their trailer. Right. Because they don't ever look underneath it. They don't when a bow strap breaks, they just double or triple knot it. Mm-hmm. Barry just recently he had a couple of uh um wire uh safety uh leads that just the casing on those wire leads on those cables deteriorated and had some rust show up he spent 20 bucks replace those it's doing the upkeep and the maintenance on the trailer keeps you from having to rebuild your trailer and have a very large expense i mean when you get in to start i got to put new leaf springs or i got to put a new axle or i got to put new hubs you You don't want to be that guy no you don't but 
Barry is proactive in that, right? Um, not only with his trailer, but with his boat. So it doesn't necessarily have to be wait until winter. It should be something that you're doing proactively throughout the boating season, whether your boating season is four months long or if you're here in Florida, as we are so lucky to have, and you're pretty much boating year-round. Okay. That well, was his point. Well, yeah, but he's taking advantage of the downtime of the cooler months because he's not taking his boat out, so he's kind of winterizing his boat trailer as well. So technically, I was correct. So we'll leave it at that and move on to the next <laughs> thing. It's a big anniversary today, I believe, right? Uh, I, you want to call it an anniversary? I don't know. I is mean, it? The yeah. legend lives on uh, from the Chippewa on down yeah. the big lake they call Gitchagumi. This song goes on forever, so explain what's going on with this song. All right. 44 years ago today, yeah. the Edmund Fitzgerald was being loaded with 26,000 tons of iron ore prepped for what would become her doomed final voyage. Okay, so it had nothing to do with the song. It just happened to be the song was about the wreck. Yeah. Okay. Once the largest ship on the Great Lakes, the 728-foot Fitzgerald left Superior, Wisconsin at what time? Uh, Gitchagumi, that's all I remember. 2.15 p.m. Yes. On November 9th. Okay. So that just... Was, was that in the song? Yes. You have to listen very, very closely to the lyrics because oh, okay. Gordon Lightfoot is just about whispering them. You know, it left at 2.15 p.m. Or slurring them. Yeah, that's... I don't so the, the crew planned to cross Lake Superior to deliver the load at Detroit's Zug Island, but a day later she was gone, broken in two and lying on the lake's bottom in 530 feet of water. All 29 souls that were aboard were lost. Mm-hmm. And I understand the ships, when they get sunk down there, they stay pretty much um, intact because they, they, yeah, they don't deteriorate. They don't have all the... the you know, micro nor- uh, microorganisms like eating away at the wood and stuff. So they're well. It's a, what was on a wooden ship. Um, number one, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's nineteen seventy five, Greg, not seventeen seventy five. Well, regardless, it's more. <laughs> in, it doesn't have the stuff in the ocean that eats all, away at yeah, all the yeah. oxidizing. Yeah, you you got to love them, don't you, Barry? Yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> they all love me. I'm telling you, look at them in Facebook Live. They're like, Greg, you're awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Oh, man. They really like me. But yeah, I mean, if that and the fact that it's largely freshwater, um, yeah, you're you're not going to get the deterioration, you know, the rate of corrosion or anything like that. Um, but um, yeah, I, I don't know that anniversary would be the, uh, the correct term. Uh, I think it's just a, a day of remembrance um, if you are into that sort of thing. And... Uh, it's one of those rare ones where because it has been immortalized in um, a song that we can't get out of our head. Not now, thank you yeah. very much. Earworm, one of the first. Yeah, now sure. uh, a couple of. Uh, can I call them Yahoos, Barry? Would it be okay to call these two guys Yahoos? Yahoo, Barry. Well, after, after you, after you say, you know, tell the story. Definitely call them Yahoos. Okay, the Coast Guard. Uh, this uh, past week, rescued two mariners, and I use that term loosely, um, yeah. after their vessel, and I use that term loosely as well, um, <laughs> became disabled, and I use that term loosely, uh, approximately 14 miles offshore of Cameron, Louisiana, Wednesday morning. Now, okay, so these two guys are out boating, and their boat becomes disabled, although that wasn't really what happened. Um and they're 14 miles offshore. Why is this? Why are we talking about this? Because it was an 18 foot bass boat. Um, and these two guys were anchored and had no fuel. 
Hmm. Um, and they didn't check the weather before they left. No, because there was a um, there were six foot seas with thirty mile an hour winds. Um, when these well, guys, the weather sucks. That's all we need to know. When, when these guys went out um, and decided that they're going to go fourteen miles offshore, I don't care if it's the Gulf of Mexico because the Gulf of Mexico can get just as violent as uh, you know the Atlantic Ocean, mm-hmm. if not more so, depending on you know the type of weather pattern that's there. And you have, how, how do I want to say, you deserve to lose this boat, and they did lose it, okay? Um, the Coast Guard dispatched their 45-foot response boat um, to the scene. Now, because of these, this poor decision that you made, now you've got the Coast Guard that, again, four 45-foot fast response boat, six-foot seas, 30-mile-an-hour winds, shouldn't be that big of a deal, but... We all know that the sea is a cruel, cruel mistress and never take her for granted because you never, ever know what's going to happen. That's why you never turn your back on her. So they get launched to the scene. They were going to try to fuel the vessel, but that wasn't going to happen, not in that type of weather. So then they attempted to tow the vessel, but they had to stop when it began to take on water after a wave hit the bow of the bass boat. Mm. Um, Explain to Greg... The amount of freeboard these boats have. Six inches? <laughs> That's okay. it. Freeboard! If your, boat, freeboard! your boat has more freeboard than some of these bass boats. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. a lot of these bass boats, it's all engine, you know, a, a place to sit and a place to stand and cast your line and a mm-hmm. place for the trolling motor. Yeah. It's, it's all about horsepower and getting out to where the fish are. Um, it doesn't go into detail as to what type of bass boat. This is Louisiana, though. It Cajun is, country, it is right? Louisiana. So it's a Cajun uh, cruisers or uh, oh, the Cajun, Cajun Navy, they call them. Well, I don't know. Well, it's I, don't, part I, don't, of the Navy, I don't know but. that these guys were from Louisiana. They could have been from out of state. But you've got to pay attention to the weather and don't put yourself in that situation. You don't want to be those guys, I guess, is the moral of that story. Those right? yahoos. Okay. Can we call them yahoos, Barry? No. Absolutely. Inappropriate. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick. Barry's a boater running out the crew. All right. So um, these Cajun yahoos, uh, they underestimated the weather. They lost their boat. Yep. And uh, But they got a ride back with the Coast Guard, I guess. So there's a Yeah, there lining. is that. Yeah. Um, they, they put their lives, uh, other people's lives in danger when they make these choices. Yeah. And it's not the smartest thing in the world. They usually get charged for that kind of stuff, too. Now. No, not from the Coast Guard. Not at all? Really? I thought they did. Coast Guard's not going to. Now, if that was the police department or the fire department that had to come out, they, they it's possible they could get charged. But the Coast Guard is a federal agency. They're not going to charge you for coming out and having to rescue you. Although, I, I dare say, and we've talked about this before, it is not the job of law enforcement, uh, the, the Marine Patrol. It is not the job of the Coast Guard to come out and get you when you run out of fuel. <laughs> you know, 
that's on you. And if you're going to be um, that type of boater, you should probably have sea tow or uh, boat tow, uh, towboat US. Yeah. Um, to to come, or a very good friend with another boat um, who can come out and bring you uh, five or ten gallons of gas, mm-hmm. so you can get back. It's right. not their job to come out and bring you fuel. Okay, they're there to, as in this case, they had to. And I couldn't imagine, they said they were anchored. I couldn't imagine that this boat was anchored for very long in six-foot seas with 30-mile-an-hour winds. Um, If they were anchored, I'd like to know what type of anchors they were using because I want some. Um, And and probably about 500 feet of road. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that would have sunk the boat. That, That alone would have taken the boat down. Right. And I could imagine, you know, this this forty five foot, you know, response boat because of the way the tow line is attached, you know, to the bow. And again, it's not the Coast Guard's job to to go out and provide tow service. Um, that the angle of that tow line um, probably contributed, along with the uh, six foot seas. Um, in in you know, all you need was one good wave over that bow. And uh, I'm I'm thinking the other way, Barry. They need a Submarine. show. They need a yeah. show. Uh, the best uh, Coast Guard calls. It'd be a major TV hit. They had that. They did that. Yeah. The worst ones. Yeah. No, they didn't. Yes, they I did. would have known about it. It would have been hilarious. More coming up. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. You own a boat. Yeah. And most people that live in New York City don't own boats. That's true. Yeah. But you have a boat and you go out boating? Yeah. I take, uh, I take it out and go out on the river. Yeah. And there's big ferries and stuff, and I go next to them, and they honk at me, and the guy flips me off. And they yeah. Come on, the sloop John B. Grandfather and me. Around Nassau town we did well. Drinking all night. Grab a brew. Got into a Thank you, sir. May I have another? Well, it feels so broke up. I want to go. Is this really what you're going to do for the rest of your life? Well, uh, you can at least listen to the World of Boating on your way uh, home. All right. So uh, I am Greg, your first mate. Captain Patrick buries the boat around and at the crew. All right. So um, I don't know where are we going to go next, there, Patrick. What do you do? We do we covered that what not to be or what not what what not to do. Well, we covered you know uh, what to do with your trailer. We covered uh, what conditions not to go boating in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Unless there's some, some some. Estimate the weather. Mitigating or, reason where you got to go out. Um, don't forget the gas. <laughs> don't forget the gas. Right. Um, and with that, uh, I would like to take this time to uh, personally and professionally uh, congratulate uh, our sister show, uh, Scuba Radio, for uh, their upcoming award that they're going to receive next week mm-hmm. at uh, DEMA. Yeah, the Diving Equipment Manufacturing Association Trade Show. 
Our Diving Equipment Marketing Association trade show. Take yeah, I, I was wondering. You said it was marketing last week. Yes, yeah, just quiet. Either one. Uh, regardless, <laughs> yeah, we're the 2019, or Scuba Radio is the 2019 Diving Community Champion Award winner. Now, was this based on votes? Yeah, it, it, it was. It so, was. We were nominated, and we actually won. So it was a popularity contest. Uh, kind of, yes. But now we are the dive champions of the world. Any truth to the radio. rumor that you paid for votes, Greg? I I am not. The committee chairman uh, would like you to answer the question, sir. I'm not going to answer that. It doesn't really matter at this point. (laughs) He just decided he's he's not taking his wife out on vacation this year. (laughs) But yeah, no, it actually is a a very uh, noble thing that uh, we've been nominated for. And and the fact that we won it is shocking. But uh, but we are. Yeah. How about that? Huh? Congratulations. Oh, thank you. And uh, I will be creating an award, an award for uh, the world of boating that Mary yep. and I will present to each other mm-hmm. um, in a few weeks. OK, uh, we'll figure out oh, what that's going to be. It's probably going to be the red watch cap award, I think, would be appropriate. <laughs> Wait, I see one on Greg's desk there. Yeah, I got a few. You it's, want one? It's holding up your computer or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do not want one. I, I, we have one. Um, but speaking of, of scuba radio and. Mm-hmm. The world of boating. Yeah. Uh, they involve, uh, they have something in common aside from boats. Greg. Oh, okay. Uh, and that's, that's blue spaces. Blue spaces? Yes. Um, Explain. Well, there's an article that uh, came out. It's actually a study, uh, Health and Fitness from The Guardian uh, UK. And uh, blue spaces, why time spent near water is the secret of happiness. Hmm. Um, and this is really important because it's where. Uh, scuba divers, of course, like to spend their time. It's where boaters uh, prefer to spend their time. Right. Um, so in recent years, uh, stressed out urbanites have been seeking refuge in green spaces. Um, I thought you said blue. He's reading the story. Let okay, okay, go ahead. However, the benefits of blue space, the sea and coastline, um, are less well publicized, yet the science has been consistent for at least a decade being by water is good for body and mind. Mm-hmm. Proximity to water, especially the sea, is associated with many positive measures of physical and mental well-being, from higher levels of vitamin D to better social relations. Right. So, and, and I know you can attest to this for the, uh, you know, going on these uh, dive adventures on these liveaboards, you come across a group of people that uh, largely, I think the last one you were in, Egypt, um, I think you said you were the, were you like one of the only American on board? Yes. Well, yeah. our group of four okay. were the so only you're Americans. one of four Americans among uh, about 40 people. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, and everybody there from all these different cultures, right? And, and countries, Got backgrounds. Along because we were surrounded by water. And, and you had no choice because the, otherwise you would die. <laughs> well, you know, the water, the blue space kind of offsets the agitation that we caused uh, those folks and, and kept us from having an international incident, I guess, is what you're you're alluding to yeah well they they say there's three established pathways by which the presence of water is positively related to health well-being and happiness mm-hmm. first there are beneficial environmental factors uh, typical of aquatic environments such as less polluted air and more sunlight second people who live by water tend to be more physically active mm-hmm. and not just with water sports but walking and cycling and third and this is where blue space seems to have an edge over other natural environments water has a psychological restorative effect right water therapy is kind of what it is induces positive mood reduces negative mood and stress more so than green spaces do and it's it's relaxing and it's really people from all socioeconomic backgrounds 
uh, can enjoy. All you got to do yeah. is get to, it's a river, it's a lake, it's the coast. Does this apply to uh, the throne room? No. It's water. That's not blue. There's though. water in That's there. That's not blue. Uh, depends on the, you know, the You're the cleaner using tidy bowls. Just yeah, saying. I don't do that. <laughs> you know. I, I'm all I natural. Th- I think it counts. It, it does know? not. Quality room but, in the throne room or quality time in the throne room. You're near water. This is, this is one of those things that I've talked about in the past mm-hmm. at, when I go surfing, even on days when the surf may be very um, lacking. Sketchy. Yeah. Yes. Um, just out there floating. I, just out sitting on my surfboard, mm-hmm. just away from the beach, really kind of away from people and yeah. just gives you time it's personal space you can reflect and there certainly is a calming soothing effect so uh, for, i'll tell you what it's a calming and soothing effect for those people that you're away from for sure no cell phone no one else around you when you're diving you're underneath the water and it's just you and the sounds you hear and the fish you see right and everything going on and yeah. all the electronic and, gad- the- and all the electronic yeah. gad- gadgetry that greg's brought along with them to document being underwater yeah there's True. that but it doesn't make but, too much but racket. boating's the same way i i get out on the boat if i'm by myself and i'm just kicking back and looking around and you know the air s- smells fresher and, and the water just it heals your body when you're in there it feels really good wow very zen of you barry i like it oh absolutely. very zeboder yeah. would you agree cj way over there cj's like heck yeah yeah he's I getting, love water. He, he, <laughs> yeah he loves yeah. water <laughs> He's reporting. He likes from, it with sco- uh, from the toilet. Likes it with scotch. He's preparing <laughs> yes. for scuba radio. He's sitting literally in the toilet right now. Thanks, CJ. Uh, close the door, will hey, you? Hit the fan. Jeez. Yeah, hey. <laughs> anyway, now uh, some people who may not enjoy the restorative effects of of being on the water, whether blue, clear, nobody brownish, are kayakers in Marion County that. Most recently, are having to dodge the tree jumping monkeys uh, over in that area. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they had to dodge them. I saw the video. I thought they were enthralled by the. Uh, I mean, it wasn't uh, you know it was diving monkeys, but they swam too, I'm, which I'm, was pretty cool. Well, that's a problem though. Why? Well, swimming monkeys. We got swimming pigs. Why not swimming? Well, uh, they they swim, so they're not going to come. Because thirty percent of these monkeys carry the rare and deadly herpes B virus. Well, okay. that's why don't have sex with them. Just let them swim right by you. They're gonna. They're not gonna. You know, uh, violate you. I don't think. And they're All right, well, morning just, swim just so you across know, the water uh, at Silver Springs. That's what you're talking about, right? Herpes B can cause inflammation of the brain and spinal cord, and can also lead to brain damage or death. So, okay, well, yeah, they, you they, know, it's a, it's don't a let them. They don't bite you. They don't come up and swim up to Patrick, your boat. Have, 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 you, have you lived in Florida for any length of time? <laughs> have you been around Floridians who will go up to a, a frigging 12-foot alligator in a retention pond with a piece of chicken and try to feed it? it people will get, look at the cute monkeys. Here's a banana monkey. Would you like one? Oh, he bit me. It, it's like that. Barry's got an infestation of, of iguanas, and if right. those if those little nasty creatures bite you, you you got a problem yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. No, I think but they're, they're gone because I spray them with the blue. Yeah, now they're up here in a popka. Thank you very much. Uh huh. You're welcome. That's a whole other thing we gotta we gotta discuss. But no, the uh, the monkeys. I mean, what, the worst thing that they'll do at Silver Springs is like throw their poo at you or something. That's Patrick, which is what monkeys let's, do. Let's yeah. send our ace reporter Greg up there in a kayak and see if he can uh, 
talk those monkeys out of what I've doing. seen them before. I've I've done that route of uh, Silver Springs where they, you know, what happened is what it was a movie or something that some monkeys got released or so I forget what our circus they released the monkeys is that why we have them over there. But anyway, what what is happening? It, were, it was it was a gentleman who was going to was going to create a a preserve and but then he didn't realize that monkey monkeys, world. He didn't realize that monkeys can swim. Yeah. Well, evidently I didn't they know they can. could swim either. Yeah, kind of cool. Great video. Google it. You'll see it right there. More coming up on the world of boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Be an explorer in the other two thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium, instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. You guys, where's Haley? Um, she is on a boat in the marina, putting you in her rear view mirror. Boats have those, don't they? Come on down. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick. Barry's a boat around and out the crew. Uh, all right, so we got a little bit of time left before we head back to the dock. So what else can we share with our passengers as we navigate the latest boating news and information today, Patrick? Well, during the break, Barry and I were having a conversation um, 
which is usually during the break when we, yeah, we, and, uh, we save that we, we for were, off we the were, air. We were, we were, we were kind of yeah. questioning why you're so defensive uh, of the uh, the monkeys, and then it dawned on us that yeah. you do have a monkey heart. This is true. So do you have an ability like Dr. Doolittle to communicate with the monkeys? No, but, um, you know, I, yeah, I had open heart surgery about three and a half years ago, and one of the side effects of them putting a monkey heart in as a replacement was uh, I have a tendency to want to throw my poo at people when I get agitated with them, like most monkeys do. So, did you up- yeah. Did you update your twenty three and me to see <laughs> if they've um, kind of moved you into a different uh, group of humanoid now? That yeah, Greg Holt, I, the missing link. I'm uh, I'm actually uh, DNA related to what is the head uh, Planet of the Ape guy? What is it? What's Caesar. His? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. F- finishing up the show, thankfully. Um, just that? just in time for Christmas. Uh, a spaceship on the water. What? Uh, the Porsche Design Super Yacht goes on sale. Oh, now, I heard about this. This yeah. is the Royal Falcon One. Um, and if you haven't seen it, of course, worldofboating.com or world of boating mm-hmm. on facebook yeah and you will see pictures of this uh really awesome looking cat um, pretty sweet it does pre- look nice pretty sweet uh and i i would dare say i mean if i if i had my choice of type of powerboat or sail power to to buy like if patrick what do you want you know say up to uh 70 80 uh even 100 feet i'd probably go for a cat okay um, i like the layouts i like the stability um i like the sail actually because they're they're uh arguably a little little easier to sail than you know a monohull um okay but uh i'm that, with you there that's that's the way that i would go go buy one the royal falcon one the world kind of accommodate up to 10 guests mm-hmm. features twin 4600 horsepower diesel engines uh, twin Rolls-Royce uh, Kamiwa water jets, which offer an estimated speed of 35 knots and a range of around 3,200 kilometers with low fuel consumption. Um, well, there, you'd save money. Uh, maybe it's time for Barry to upgrade from his 17-footer to this new Porsche uh, super yacht. Well, inside, if, there are if, four spacious guest cabins and a large master suite with its own private deck. A I'll take deck that, room With a jacuzzi and a bar, an observation lounge, and a tender garage um the this yacht was first commissioned in 2009 when royal falcon fleet requested a yacht that no one had ever built which is always a good idea because um you don't want to copy someone else um so here's the thing if you're interested in this uh for that boater on your list for christmas i am um, sitting down there is no price listed you have to go to Camper and Nicholson's International, mm-hmm. and its price is only available upon application, which means oh. they're going to check your credit uh-huh. before they even tell you how much this thing they want for it. Okay. But it it is an awfully, awfully nice um, yacht. Well, Barry, you're in like the two to 300 range. That's probably good enough credit score, isn't it? Uh, yeah, sure. And uh, we'll use your truck to tow it. Okay, that's fine. I'm good with that. And uh, kind of wrapping up, um, uh, a couple months ago, we had we had talked about this boat crash up in Canada. Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank um, 
it turns out that uh, they believe his wife was driving, um, but the other boat that they hit was out on the lake, no running lights. Um, but, of course, since Kevin O'Leary is a multimillionaire, the, uh, the survivors' uh, family uh, or victims' families are going after him. And here's a list of the claims, and this, and because this is absolutely ridiculous. Here's the list of claims against Kevin and Linda. Um, the lawsuit says that both Kevin and Linda should have checked the other for driving too fast, and they both had a propensity for driving too fast. All right, one, that's ridiculous. I mean, how how could you even prove that? Um, the lawsuit says the boat they were driving was deficient. So right there, they're going to be going after the boat manufacturer. But again, how, it, they said it didn't have a proper horn and was not in good condition. Well, no, oh, not after hitting nothing, this other boat. It has nothing to do with the manufacturer anyhow. No. Uh, and then there's this. The lawsuit claims that both Kevin and Linda were incapable of safely operating their boat because their judgment was impaired by alcohol, drugs, or fatigue. The lawsuit goes on to claim that both Kevin and Linda had poor vision and were prescribed glasses, and they failed to wear them on the night in question. The suit also says that Kevin and Linda were texting and driving. The the lawsuit also says that they assassinated Kennedy. What? (laughs) And that they faked the moon landing. And this is the, I mean, you're throwing everything at these people, uh, along with the kitchen sink. This is ridiculous. If I was the judge, I'd throw this out. The fact of the matter is the other boat was on the water, no running lights. Probably more so at fault than Kevin and Linda. I, I think they're not going to. They're going to make their case not in a court of law, but on Shark Tank. So look forward to an upcoming uh, episode and uh, plan accordingly. On that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, whether it's sail or motor, life is better as a boater. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.